told you guys that story about me and my sister yeah. racing down the stairs in sleeping bags. Yeah. And whenever we got to the bottom, it didn't matter who got to the bottom first. It's just if you got to the bottom, you ate a Flintstones vitamin. <laughs> oh, yeah. And we started with a fresh bottle of Flintstones vitamins and between the two of us uh, polished it off. They shouldn't have made them so goddamn tasty. Yeah, they taste like candy. Yeah. Uh, and so our parents had to call, uh, they called poison control because they were worried about us. They're like, yeah, maybe they don't go to sleep tonight. That's so weird. <laughs> Keep an eye on them until it's out of their system. They didn't have you purging, huh? No. We just had to take Jetson's vitamins to balance it out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's just a terrible joke. Yet I laugh. Yep. <laughs> yep. It's not good. Not like we're screaming at the crowd of mood. Yeah, I'm sorry that we've been so out of the room. On the train, on the train, on the train, yeah, on the train, on the train. Doors closing. Hello once again and welcome to Four Guys on a Train. I'm one of your hosts, Rick. I'm another one of your hosts, Pete. And I'm your ruddy-cheeked beau, Brandon. Ooh. How come the last host always sounds so sexual? And it's never me. Well, when when I'm the last host, yeah, I, that answers the question for you because I'm very sexual all the time. You sound yeah. and are sexual. Yeah, it's okay. oozing out of me, like literally. In some Ugh. cases, it's, uh, it's disturbing, um, which is not sexy, but no. Well, it is to some people. Um, <laughs> and then Rick, I don't know what what's your explanation for your for your sexiness, Rick? Uh, usually, I'm gassy, mm. and I'm trying to hide that fact. So you're sure. kind of clenching, and you kind of, oh. yeah. yeah. I'm keeping everything tight, yeah. and that's just what comes out. I, I have to talk low. trying not to fart right now. Pop some of those yeah. Tums before the show, Rick. Pop them. But then I'll lose that sexy edge. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to alter that at all, so I will not be taking any medication. Thank you very much. I'll trust the sources I read about Tums. <laughs> your body, your choice. <laughs> That's right. We're all about choices here on Four Guys on a Train. Yeah. Someone asked me the other day, what, what is your podcast about? And I said, you know, I can sum it up for you in one word, choices. And they said, what? They were like, what does that mean? And then I walked away. I'm going to choose not to listen to it. <laughs> that's what they said. <laughs> There's my choice. I choose not to be funny when I'm on this thing. <laughs> it's working. Speaking of our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> were we? yeah. What a transition. Speaking of our podcast, here it is. Speaking of the thing we're doing, there's been, I've been sitting on something hmm. that's been really twisting my nips for a while now, oh. and uh, I wanted to bring it to your attention. I know, I think at least one of you has seen it, because one of you commented on it, and it was a tweet, uh, an actual, actually a reply to one of our tweets from a uh, longtime listener and sometimes um, caller, Justin. Oh. Okay. He replied to... Minisode 2, mm -hmm. Teen Rex and the Vape Aliens, that post on Twitter. Yeah. He said, sorry, sorry, and linked a tweet that says, all podcasts have the same three people hosting it. And then there are three pictures oh, yeah. of Pixar characters. One is the sexy dad from Inside Out. Uh-huh. One is Linguini from Ratatouille. Is that the that's the chef? Yes. Okay. That's the rat controlled chef okay. from Ratatouille. Yep. The third is the fucking chicken man <laughs> from Al's Toy Barn, Al, from Toy Story 2. Now, who do you think Al is in this situation? Who do you think Justin is pegging as 
fucking Al. <laughs> well, the fat child I, molesting he, looking he knows, toy store he, owner. He knows how much I love chicken, and so yep. he thought, "Who represents Brandon? It's the fat chicken guy from Toy Story." <laughs> Who loves chicken? No, Brandon, you are clearly the sexy dad yeah. from Inside Out, especially now with your beard. Mm, yeah. You look pretty much identical. Yeah, I am. I am him. Pete does have a linguini vibe. Um, not as lanky. No, not and quite. I want to. I want to slurp him like I do some linguini. So sure, yeah, yeah like, like a flat noodle. Mm-hmm. Um, and a rat does control Pete's every movement. That is true. You've so, seen you've seen him or her in the uh, in the pictures that Rick posts every yeah. Instagram. Yeah. There's if a you tiny look closely, rat. you'll see a rat. I say him or her because I haven't been. I haven't really. I'm not friends with it. No, you know, it's it just controls me. It's an employee. You don't. You right. gotta keep that professional distance. That's right. Kind of. It's kind of a boss, and you were the employee. But anyway, <laughs> process of elimination means that I am Al from Al's Toy Barn. Maybe it's your penchant for dressing up in elaborate costumes that he's referring to. I am. Uh, I have been a thespian yeah. through most of my life, acting a fool as different people. I don't even remember that character. Oh, boy. I think I so, only saw. I think I only saw Toy Story two once. My old glasses are actually exactly like his glasses. Okay. I don't have a goatee. That's your fault, then. He was voiced by uh, <laughs> Nedry from um, Jurassic yeah, Park. Newman. Uh, New- yeah, fuck? Newman from Seinfeld. Right. What's that, that guy's the guy? actual name? Uh, Nedry. I think he just goes by <laughs> Nedry. <laughs> the artist formerly known as Wayne Knight. Wayne, Wayne Knight. The dark Knight. Yeah, Wayne yeah. Knight. <laughs> right. Wayne Knight rises. Um. He has thinning hair, mm. very grossly thinning. He's made to look pretty gross. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cheeto fingers, mm-hmm. most of the movie, I believe. And uh, he is a, a rotund man and short uh, to boot. Well, so, you're neither yeah. of those. No. I, and here's the thing. Uh, this uh, chicken man, Al, as his uh, friends call him, mm-hmm. he is set up by the producers of Toy Story 2. Um, the weakest of the Toy Story films, in my opinion, by Ooh. the way. That's the only one with 100% Rotten Tomato, I think. And that's so weird to me. But anyway, yeah. um, he's set up as to be kind of a villain, right? Oh, 100%. So he's not... He's trying to sell Woody to some guy in Japan yeah. or something. Yeah, so the director, which, I mean, he, he was it was shitty of him to, to take that thing from the garage sale, to take Woody from the garage sale. Right. When he was told it wasn't for sale, his mom said, "This is not for sale." Yeah. Shitty and he thing took to it do. anyway. Shitty, like he should have just opened up the wallet and made uh, her wildest dreams come true, um, and and bought it legitimately, and then paid for Andy's college or whatever. So, so anyway, my, my point is that he's being set up to be this villain. So the director is casting him intentionally in a very negative light. Uh, I'm sure that when Al cleans up and goes out, you know, for a nice brunch with his uh, college friends, I'm sure he looks. Just great. Uh, he's got a winning personality, a, a, a killer smile, a musical laugh. Man. So I don't think, I just, I feel like, uh, I don't I, I don't think you should take it as a negative. I think that Al's probably a really great guy when you get to know him. I, for one, Rick, would be glad that this is being recorded, because Brandon usually doesn't give out compliments just just like that. I don't. Savor this. I feel this. gross having said it. Yeah, and Ooh. you know, I appreciate the positive outlook and the, the positive spin on that, but mm-hmm. no, I still say, <laughs> but no. this is horse shit. Man. And just because of that, that's why I that's why I started working out. That's why I'm uh, watching what I eat. I just don't want to be Al anymore. Mm. Thanks, Justin. You pushed me into the good direction. Isn't that the beginning of a Huey Lewis song? I don't want to be, be Al square, anymore. Isn't it? No, 
Oh, we could do a modern day poets on it, but I don't want to be Alan. Basically, I just wanted to publicly call Justin out and yeah. say, "Eat my butt, Justin." Yeah, I'm working out most every day and watching what I eat. They tell me that it's good for me, but I don't even care. That doesn't rhyme. That's what that's what Huey Lewis says. Come on, Huford. Because I don't want to look like Al from Toy Story Two. Huford yep. Lewis. It's weird. The, the song came out way before the movie. Yeah. Anyway, I just wanted to air that grievance and um, personally attack Justin. Well, this is a place for sharing, so I'm glad <laughs> right. you did. And I will be posting. I'll be posting his address on Twitter. Sure. <laughs> and his phone. We can give him a call later. Have him on. Oh, yeah. yeah. We'll bring him on, and I will uh, We'll say it's for a segment, and uh, you know, we'll, we'll have him prepare something, yeah. and then I will just demand an apology. <laughs> oh, the, the like gorilla, gorilla yeah, podcasting yeah. technique. I like, I like that. that. Yeah. Well, um, I would like to share a little something with you boys, and it's in the form of a brand new erotica. Erotica. This is my favorite form of erotica when you surprise me with an erotica. Yeah. We were not aware what segment we were doing today, and I am yeah. just filled with joy. I, I did know. not know it was coming. I'll tell you what will be coming, you two boys, when you read oh, this story. Oh, boy. Oh, oh well, man. you know what? Jack that. It's been a minute, jack but that's that jar. a jack jar, baby. I just that's went, a jack I jar. I just dove in without even really thinking about it. Ladies and gentlemen, that's a jack jar. <laughs> oh, that's, those are some We're going to have a whole new sound just for that. <laughs> pew, 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 pew. That sounds just like that's a buy. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a jack. <laughs> you got jacked. All right. Let's see here. I need to share this with you. I need to quick Google a fan fiction. <laughs> and I have not prepared. Oh, shit. Fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> All right. Oh We've discussed God. the television program, The Office, uh, on this podcast before. Discussed <laughs> how it's very choogy to like sure. it. Sure. Yeah. Uh, to watch it, to talk about it. But I would say uh, one thing that's not fucking choogy is uh, smashing together The Office and The Hunger Games. And I think that's what we're going to do tonight. <laughs> well, I... Mm, yeah. In this story called The Office Games by wow. Hunter Good Zero One. I'll be the judge of that, Hunter. Yeah. Hunter may be bad. So um, there's there's not really scenes. This is kind of just written in a slapdash sort of fly-by-night nice. sort of way. That's my favorite erotica. Yeah. So we're just going to have to assign roles as we go. Oh, my God. I volunteer for tribute, Brandon. Is that how it goes? <laughs> So uh, I will play the narrator, of course. Um, I'll also read David because he's kind of essentially functioning as a narrator as well. Who's that? Who the fuck is David? David Wallace. Oh, right, right, right. He's the CFO of the company. He appears periodically. David Wallace. I've never heard him without Wallace at the end. So in this first scene, who would like to play Michael? I I think Pete actually might be a better Michael. Okay, yeah, I'll do it. You're Michael. And uh, and, uh, Rick, you'll be Pam for now, okay? (laughs) Perfect, perfect. Should have Jen back. She'd be a great I, I did talk to her about it, and then I and she said, to, no thanks. forgot to get her, so here we no, are. No, I don't think so. Sorry, Brandon. <laughs> I don't want to lose my job. Uh, last time was awful. Here we go. The Office Games by Hunter Good Zero One. It was a normal Monday morning at the office. Everyone was getting situated for the day. Michael was already in his office looking through his faxes when he found a weird fax from his boss, David Wallace. The facts read, Michael, over the weekend, I have watched all of the Hunger Games movies. (laughs) 
After watching it, I realized that implementing Hunger Games in the office would increase the company's profits. As you are reading this, I have locked all the doors and windows. The last member of the office to survive will get a job here at corporate and will have to find more employees for the Scranton branch. Other than that, business as usual. Long live the office games. Wow. Can I can I pause? Yeah. Yeah. I, I do get upset when the person writing a fan fiction clearly isn't that big of a fan of the fiction. <laughs> Right? Like, <laughs> David Wallace would never do this. Michael would. Yeah. yeah. This was a, a great plot line would be that Michael watched all the Hunger Games in one weekend and then came to the office and literally, yeah, locked everything from the outside and pulled this on everyone. Well, this is good. This is good feedback. Let's uh, put this all together in a review at the end because this one didn't have any reviews. Okay. Uh, oh, okay so okay, we can okay. provide this feedback to Hunter sure, Good sure. Zero One to. Um, ourselves. All right. Uh, so continuing on as the narrator here. Michael, not understanding what the Hunger Games was, called Pam into his office. Pam, can I see you in my office? I have a fax I need you to read. Okay, Michael, this isn't just because you need company again, right? Pam asked. Jeez, Pam, cutting deep. (laughs) (laughs) No, I just like you in my office because... Can you just come in here, please? Pam went into Michael's office, and Michael gave her the fax. There was a long pause before Pam spoke. Michael, this isn't real, right? David hasn't actually locked us in the office. You do know what the Hunger Games is, right? Michael, I need you to tell me if this is real or not. Of course I know what the Hunger Games is, Pam. I watch it all the time on Food Network. Michael replied. (laughs) 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 Oh, boy. Get ready for some more of those. Can't wait. Uh, Michael, the Hunger Games is a movie where people are locked into a dome to kill each other for entertainment. It's not an eating contest. As Pam said this, David came on the intercom system in the office. Oh, that's new? Yeah, that's (laughs) a little bit new. Brand new installed for this season. Attention to all Dunder Mifflin employees. The first Office Games is about to commence. Good luck and may the odds be ever in your favor. After the final words left David's mouth, everyone scrambled to <laughs> just type the word balls. <laughs> what? Wait. We're live editing now? We're now live editing these scripts, Pete? Uh, I was just going to see if he was going to read it or not. <laughs> no, I noticed it because the little flag with your name pops up over what I'm trying to read. <laughs> this is like once when Pete replaced one of our roommates in college uh, he replaced some words with groin oh, in yes. a paper, and then they turned it in, and the professor circled all of the groins. I thought he was going to read it before he printed it out. He didn't. Oh, my God. What of the... That's a terrible prank. Was, no, it was great. It wasn't crude enough to be like... It was, it, it, I, didn't, I didn't put a swear word in. You know? It was Just, borderline. Right. If it, was, if it was cruder, I think the professor probably would have got it was a prank. I think it was just on the line where the professor was like, what's he trying to get at? This guy really <laughs> likes groans. <laughs> what's, he, what's he trying to tell me? Oh, my Should God. I, I forgot about that, Rick. That was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, props, back props to for that. the script. Anyway, so after the final words left David's mouth, everyone scrambled to find one of Dwight's weapons that were scattered in the office. Dwight ran into the annex and came back with a chainsaw that was hidden behind Toby's desk. Jim grabbed a stapler in the third drawer of Dwight's desk, and Creed pulled out his gun that he had in his lunchbox. (laughs) That tracks. All right, that That does track. Creed started to violently beat Meredith with the gun. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, so who would like to be Dwight and who would like to be Creed? Uh, Rick, your choice. I'll, I'll do Dwight. Okay. Why don't you just pull the trigger? It would make the kill more efficient, Dwight said. You think I have bullets for my nightstick? Creed said. Creed, that's a gun, not a nightstick, Dwight said. 
Creed stopped. To you, maybe. But to me, it's a nightstick. Creed, where would you get a nightstick from? Dwight asked. I had a life before you people met me, Creed replied. As Creed and Dwight had this conversation, Meredith took the opportunity to stab Creed in the right leg with a thumbtack. <laughs> oh my As God. she did this, Michael and Pam ran out of Michael's office to try and find weapons for themselves. Meredith, why did you stab Creed? Michael asked. Because he was beating me with his gun, you dimwit. I'm going to poor Richards. Anyone want to join? After she said this, she jumped out the window of the office and fell on Michael's car. Wait a minute, I thought all the windows were locked. Yeah, I think. Oh, Oh, we're already running into some plot holes. Well, maybe she smashed through it. Maybe, that's true. Okay, so after she said this, she jumped out the window of the office and fell on Michael's car. Meredith, are you okay? Meredith, can you move? Dwight asked. Balls. (laughs) Damn it! (laughs) Just spicing this one up with a sprinkling of balls, Peter. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, all right that's it i won't do it again (laughs) (laughs) he will Uh, meredith if you can hear me don't go towards the light michael said oh god why did you take meredith she was well she was an alcoholic but a friend well hardly that ah meredith why'd you have to jump out of this window and hit my car this is coming out of your paycheck meredith a cannon sound could be heard from the parking lot david came on the intercom system and said You guys suck at killing each other. To give you more motivation, I'm offering the job at corporate and a bonus of $10,000 to your paycheck for the winner. $10,000, Jesus. That's enough for me to kill someone. Hell yeah, dude. Kill a a whole office full of people for ten. dollars Right, I'd murder for less. (laughs) I have. I'd do it if you just asked me nice. Seriously. Immediately, Dwight turned on the chainsaw that he had been carrying around and started to look around with his crazy eyes. Everyone backed up from Dwight and pointed their weapons at him. Creed, still bleeding from his leg wound, took the thumbtack that was stuck in his leg out and threw it at Dwight like a dart. The tack moved almost in slow motion, turning ever so slowly. It got closer and closer when it hit the belt of the chainsaw, which launched it straight back at Creed. The thumbtack was going so fast, it looked like someone shot it from a gun. It hit Krieg in the left leg this time. Krieg? Creed. Krieg. Krieg. I'm done with this game. Creed said. He promptly grabbed his gun and killed himself. Oh, my oh, God. Cannon from the parking lot again sounded. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> he could have just stopped, I guess. <laughs> He's bored. He's bored I of this. Guess. Well, I guess it's time to get this over with, said Dwight. Dwight ran at Oscar and cut him in two with the chainsaw. Whoa. While there, he closed in on Angela. Dwight whispered, I'm sorry, but I need the money for the beet farm. Please, monkey, let me have this. No, Dwight, stop. I will not be a victim of this game, Angela said. Angela reached into her cabinet and pulled out her cat, Sprinkles. She threw the cat in Dwight's face, which began to bite and scratch it. Wow. Dwight dropped the chainsaw and ran into the annex. Jim, seeing Angela, reached down for the chainsaw, loaded his stapler, and shot Angela in the head with 50 staples. (laughs) Pam, I'm getting to Michael's office, Jim said. Man, I'm having a hard time keeping track of who's your camp. Yeah. Jim, what did you just do? You just killed Angela with staples. Pam said. Jim grabbed Pam's hand and pulled her into Michael's office. Once in, he began to barifade. Barifade. Once in, he began to barifade himself and Pam. <clears throat> Once in, he began to barricade himself and Pam. He pushed the desk, the cabinet, the chairs, everything he could to prevent the door from opening. Unfortunately, Jim forgot there was a window on the side of the office. Kevin walked slowly up to the window with a grenade he found in Dwight's desk. Kevin, we're friends, right? You wouldn't want to hurt me or Pam, right? Jim said. Um, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Pete, you do it, you do it. Yeah, you got it. I don't know, Jim. 
That, bo- <laughs> that bonus sounds good right now. Kevin replied, unholy fuck, this is a long bit of narration. Woo. Everybody buckle in. We're going to get we uh, go. to the climax here pretty quick. Kevin pulled the pin to the grenade and threw it toward the window. The window was still closed. Kevin blew up into many pieces, just like his oh. famous chili, along with the side of Michael's office. Oh, my God. Okay, they have seen the show. <laughs> <laughs> Proof. Over the last 30 minutes, two more people had died. Kelly killed Ryan on accident with a pair of scissors she had on her desk. In a panic, she started to run with the scissors and tripped, killing Ryan. Ryan also happened to be holding scissors, which Kelly fell on. Three cannon shots were heard. Michael, scared by the explosion, ran into the annex trying to find a hiding spot. He opened the door and was met by Dwight. Dwight's face was bloody and deformed. To get Angela's cat off, he decided to grab a computer screen and beat the cat off his face. This caused glass and other pieces of the computer to get wedged into the skin of his face. He's like fucking Jigsaw from uh, The Punisher, (laughs) dude. Cool. Uh, Dwight, are you okay? Michael asked. Michael, is that you? The cat took my eyes, Dwight said. So you're saying you can't see it all? Michael asked. What part of the cat took my eyes don't you understand? Dwight said. Michael, I need you to help me find my eyes. Fine. Now, where was the last time you saw your eyes? Michael asked. (laughs) That's a dumb but pretty funny one. (laughs) Actually, this is turning out pretty good. (laughs) Okay. I think I was near Toby's desk when I grabbed the computer screen. I fell on the ground, got up near the door, fell back down, rolled around, and somewhere in there I lost my eye. Just singular, I guess. Just the one. Dwight, that doesn't help at all. I need you to trace your steps. Michael and Dwight traced Dwight's... Dwight, fuck me. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a while. It's okay. Dwight's. Trices. <laughs> Michael and Dwight traced Dwight's steps when Michael sees two marbles. He grabbed the marbles and gave them to Dwight. Dwight, I found your eyes. Michael lied. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Michael, now put them back in my head. Michael grabbed a phone, trying to use it as a hammer, and lined the marble with the eye socket. He cocked back his arm and struck Dwight in the head. Oh, my Michael God. Michael tried again and again. After the tenth time, he finally got the marble into Dwight's eye socket. Seconds later, a cannon could be heard from the parking lot. Oh, so this geez. is this is like the Office meets Hunger Games meets Saw. Like we're getting murder porn in <laughs> but here, but they're stupid. So it also meets the Three Stooges. Like, this is a mo like uh, thing, true. you know. Mm-hmm. Only they never murder each other, but yeah. <laughs> they would have eventually if the show right. had continued. Yeah, sure. Oh yeah, I mean they kind of did. Yeah. Uh, all right. Dwight, I finally got the marb I mean your eye into your head. Dwight? Dwight? Michael ran into the main part of the office. Pam, I, I think I just killed Dwight. Help! Pam! Michael, what are you talking about? Asked Pam. What do you mean you killed Dwight? Pam, I was trying to get a marble into Dwight's head because he lost his eyes, so we looked for his eyes, but I think the cat ate Dwight's eyes, so I saw a marble and Michael, calm down! Now what happened? Pam, I hammered Dwight to death. With a phone! Michael exclaimed. Where's Jim? As Michael said this, a cannon sound was heard. Oh, Michael. Pam said. He's sleeping, just like you're going to. Pam pulled out a paintbrush that was carved to a point. The paintbrush still had Jim's blood on it. Before Michael could connect to the signs that Pam had killed Jim, she lunged toward Michael and stabbed him. The intercom system turned on as the final cannon sounded from the parking lot. Congratulations, Pam. You have won the first ever office games. May I ask why you killed Jim and Michael? (laughs) David said over the intercom. Well, David, I want the job at corporate. I hate being a receptionist. The end. (laughs) Wow. Great job, you guys. I, I, I love that he started this. 
he gave them the motivation, and then he ends with, may I ask why you killed Jim and Blake? <laughs> why did you kill these folks? You didn't really leave me a choice there, bro. <laughs> you only had to kill one person, Pam. Yeah. I, I, I noted that there was no consequence given if they chose not to murder each other. So yeah. I don't think any of this would hold up in court. I feel like Pam's going away for a long time. She was not under any duress. She could have just refused to kill anybody, as could they all. So It's hard because that show was... Uh, a bit of a heightened reality, but for the most part, they tried to stay grounded. Yeah. So it is hard to throw them into a uh, yeah heightened moment like this where uh, $10,000 is the motivation for murdering each other. Yeah. Right. Although if, if uh, anyone had seen the Hunger Games, they maybe knew that there would have been some consequences, even though they weren't stated. So. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Possibly. There, you know, there were a surprisingly large number of... Um, pop culture crossovers on fanfiction.net with the hunger games oh really yeah i i can't wait to to read them all i also considered one uh featuring the looney tunes um <laughs> where bugs bunny the takes looney on games. yeah where bugs bunny takes on the role of katniss everdeen okay oh my god i mean it was it was an interesting premise right what would bugs yeah. bunny why wouldn't do? it be sylvester he's a literal cat yeah that well, well that was you a know. missed opportunity well, and Bugs is kind of like the main character in Looney Tunes, so that's. But it just it it I read it and it just kind of seemed like just a very straight pro, you know presentation of the story of the Hunger Games, but so it's basically the Hunger Games, just, but, but Bugs Bunny. The is characters Katniss. are Bugs Bunny. Yeah, you and don't Daffy want that. Duck. Yeah, I, you know there wasn't really any any personality put into it. Yeah, you got to incorporate like goofy uh, uh, like um, ways to die, like mm-hmm. you know anvils falling on people. Yeah. And, Marvin the Martian zapping your ass. Sure. You know what I mean? Oh, dear. Oh, you have made me very angry. (laughs) I'm ever so pissed. I'm going to bust a cap in your ass. (laughs) Well, thank you, uh, boys, for indulging me yet again with uh, another erotica. I really No, you know what? Thank you. Thank you, Brandon. I just love these to, to pieces. They're my favorite. Well, uh, boys, I got a little something, something here for the third act. Um, and I'm going to start with a, I'm going to start out with a question okay. and then we can morph into some more questions. I, 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 I'm, was trying hard not to, you know, generate another Buzzfeed quiz. I don't yep. want to do that. Mm-hmm. I was asked a couple weeks ago, what couldn't you live without? And there's three things. I think one is obvious. The other two toss up. So I'm going to ask this question to you guys. Okay. I thought it was open-ended at first and I was like, God, that's a big no, lofty no, no, no. question. Uh, let me, let me think for a day. Three options. What couldn't you live without? You have you have to do without the other two. Okay. okay. You can keep alcohol, you can keep music, or you can keep sex. The other two are gone from your life forever. Forever. What would you pick? Alcohol, music, or sex? That's that's rough, and I'll tell you why I think it's yeah. a rough one. I mean, I'm sure it's intended to be. It is. Um, I, I imagine there's a point in my future where sex will not play a very large part uh, in my life because I will be decrepit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, things probably won't work like they do now. Sure. Which is poorly. <laughs> like they do very well now. Like they, like oh, they I'm do getting so, to, well, wait a minute. I just, like they do supremely well right okay. now. I'm um, already working out. My, my tackle is working very poorly at the moment. I can only imagine it'll just get worse from there, you know? <laughs> huh? Um, so if I give up, music now yeah then in my declining years i have i have no music i don't right have the and joy that's everything that's playing it that's hearing it hearing you it, it doesn't you've exist. seen those videos right where they play elderly people in like a nursing home like they play them music from their 
uh, childhood or like their youth and like memories come flooding back into them and all mm. of a sudden like, I have also seen a similar video where they have sex with an elderly person and it's <laughs> yeah. the same reaction yeah I've seen so that don't, too so don't you know don't count sex out now Rick and, yeah and they feel young again yeah, exactly. and vibrant they and, do yeah it's it's life changing yep. for them <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I mean that's what. What are you thinking, Rick? Where are you? Where are you at on this? I feel sorry. Yes, Rick. Um, you know, by the time I'm uh, in my older, my uh, twilight years, I'm imagining we'll have like uh, android type penises, mm. and hmm. um, hmm. or at least medicines or procedures that can make us uh, uh, young and virile again. You know, we're about we're this close, you know, to to defeating aging. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think we're going to be having sex for years to come. Yeah. Uh, pun intended. Uh, pun in, pun intended. <laughs> and uh, so I'm going to keep sex. Okay. Um, okay. It's it's one of the life's uh, little pleasures uh, that I want to keep intact. It's actually so, one of life's primary pleasures. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah. So now it comes down to alcohol or music. No, no, no. Those both are gone now. You can only keep one. You're only I'm sorry. Oh, I can I, only keep one. Yeah, I'm sorry if I wasn't. Uh, I'm sorry. I, wasn't oh, I thought clear. one goes. No, no. Sorry. You can only keep one. My bad. Oh. Maybe I didn't phrase the question good enough. Does that change oh, your answer or are you are you still good with your answer? Oh, shit. And I have to stop doing the other two now. You don't have to stop. They just cease to exist, exist in, in your life. Yeah. Oh, so I don't even do I now do I have memories? You of do, yes. Yeah. It's painful. Every, oh, yeah. I, I asked these questions too when I was when I was uh proposed this scenario. So mm-hmm. Okay, so I will have the pain of remembering the thing that I'm missing. Mm-hmm. I, I think alcohol that that one's does it not even on the table. Yeah, like, I thought that too. I, I sure I like a cocktail, sure. I love beer. Right. But th- that's not gonna be the thing, the mainstay. Mm-hmm. Um I golly. Yeah, you're right. And the older you get, sex is kind of like right. You're gonna be you're gonna be painfully remembering the great sex you had as an old person anyway. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but know? I'm not I'm not as you know deep into the music scene as you guys. So maybe I keep sex. Okay. I'll, I'll keep yeah. sex. Yeah, I have that old wrinkly sex. You could never hear Jenny perform again. So yeah. So. Oh oh. You, it's not just playing music. It's every single music thing. You can't hear it. And bye bye CeeLo Green. No more CeeLo Green. <laughs> Oh well, did you think oh, about shit. that? Okay, there's Jenny on the one hand, but CeeLo Green, CeeLo Green, yeah. that changes everything. CeeLo right. and his work in Gnarls Barkley as well. Oh, fantastic! That one song, right. crazy. The one that's a little bit uh, mm-hmm. uh, problematic um, because of its uh, use of the word crazy, um, or fuck you because of the use, use of, of the, the word, word you. you. <laughs> oh, we were on the same page. Today. I like that. <laughs> yeah, I uh, maybe music. Yeah, I can't stop. You know, my wife. I got to hear her sing. Mm-hmm. That's a great my waifu. <laughs> That's a great uh, um, kind of compromise, you know. You might not be able to please her sexually, but you know <laughs> she'll please me audibly, right? Yeah, orally, a r a u r. You know, have a, have a, have a night damn. of oral pleasure. Sounds yeah. good, right? All right, now I'm horny again. <laughs> cool. Sex is back on the table, baby. <laughs> Glad we could do that for you. Glad we could. So get you guys there. both? Do you say music too, Brandon? I don't know. If I get rid of music, then I'll have a lot more free time to have sex. So I'll say, I'll say, uh, keep sex. Keep sex. Oh, total one eighty. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I I also said keep music. Uh, it was tough though because um, this question was asked to me with my girlfriend sitting next to me, <laughs> and uh, I was like, oh, I don't know. Um, and then I was like, 
She's like, I, I, I know I already called what you were going to pick. And I was like, mm. music. And she's like, yep. She was like, not me. I would uh, keep sex, but whatever. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. No. <laughs> yeah. She goes, all right, on the count of three, say which one you'd keep. One, two, three. Mu- sex, music. Oh, oh. fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you won't have to worry about sex anymore. <laughs> exactly, right? Exactly. You get your wish, asshole. Yeah. <laughs> now, the funny thing is, it was uh, a, a group of people, and there was one person in this group that said alcohol. They would keep alcohol. Okay. I didn't know any of these people very well, but I thought that was interesting because I immediately was like, it's not alcohol. It can't be for anybody. Who would mm-hmm. choose alcohol over music or sex? Someone who's not having sex and hates music. Yes. And that person needs help. Yeah. <laughs> I hope they seek somebody. <laughs> to have sex with them and play them a song. Right. Which leads us to our ad from BetterHelp. If you uh, are in need of <laughs> some assistance in your life, if you chose alcohol over sex and music... One of our registered sex thererapists can get you there. <laughs> can that, get you off. That what now, think, use code waifu. <laughs> I think we might off. have time for one or two more. This is a truth generator. So like okay. truth or dare, but it just generates truth type questions. All right. So, truth generation number one. Did you ever try to fake your report card grades? Anybody? Oh, wow. Ooh, a report card grade? Oh, it's been yeah. so long. No. I know. No, I did try to I did try to sign something for my mom once in second grade. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember what it was, something I was in trouble about, maybe. It said, Brandon does not still pee the bed. Me too. <laughs> Oh, wrote wait. this letter and gave it to all the kids in the school. It was it was to be given back to my teacher, and she returned it to me the next day with the signature circled. And I was like, I was like, what? <laughs> What's the problem? This looks like a perfect thirty-year-old woman signature. <laughs> Definitely not the crazed scratchings of an eight-year-old boy. <laughs> Man, I love that you you had the balls to think your cursive was good enough. To- I thought it was great. I was like, this is how you do it. I'm I'm uh, I'm new at cursive. Um, but I'm eager to learn. I'm hungry, and uh, I'm, I'm doing the best I can. I guess it wasn't good enough, though. You know what I did once is mm. I had a note that I was supposed to give to my mom as well that she was supposed to sign, and I didn't do it, but I had some other note that I forgot to give, like the bus driver or something, that it was like, Peter will not be riding the bus this day. And instead of giving my mom the note i took the signature from the other note and cut it out and like put it over <laughs> the other one but i like scribbled on the the other one or something like that so oh. it looked like i'd ha- it, it would have to be pasted on mm-hmm. and i gave it to the teacher and i was like yeah like my brother like scribbled all over this but here's the signature anyways <laughs> so it was like a legit signature but i had just, just pasted like, it on yeah right this and is pre-Photoshop. Right, yeah, this is like manual Photoshop. And I don't know, <laughs> she must have bought it because I never heard anything else about yeah. it. Foreshadowing so your, your future career as a counterfeiter. That's, that's phenomenal. <laughs> she was like, I don't get paid enough for this shit. Who cares? <laughs> exactly, Whatever. right? This you kid's brother's anyway. Yeah. <laughs> now, wait a minute. <laughs> so anything, Rick, you tried to fake anything? Let's hear your horrible story. I think I did the thing like you'd see in sitcoms uh-huh. where you tried to turn like a C into a B oh, yeah. or a D into an A or something. I think I legit tried to change yeah, a report card at least once. Mm. Those um, are the day kids can't do that anymore, you know? It's, I think it's all electronic, isn't it? I would imagine. Well, you can become a really good hacker and yeah, uh, if they're if they're a, a young hacker. Break into the school's mainframe and mm-hmm. change all them zeros and ones to A's and B's. Fucking 
destroy the system. <laughs> and schools, schools, I feel like are like two generations behind everyone else technologically. That's so, true. Yeah. Like a reasonably talented hacker kid should be able to hack into a school system for sure. They're probably right. What are they saying, Jurassic Park? It's a Linux system. I know. I this. know this. <laughs> They're probably all Linux systems, you know. <laughs> and I do know this. <laughs> all right, let's see. We got time for another one. Yeah, roll, let's do one roll more. Roll the dice here. Uh, oh, it's another school-related question. Have you ever been mean to one of your teachers? Oh God, yeah. Uh oh. To their face? Not me. Not no, 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 no. And it wasn't mean. It was like we pushed me and a whole class of kids. <laughs> We're just so rowdy, and I think this woman was going through a divorce Ooh. Oh. or something Richard. at home that, you know, us fucking 16-year-olds had were not privy to and yeah. not self-aware enough to understand. And there was just some day we pushed her to the brink, and she just lost her shit and, like, screamed at us, started bawling, and, like, ran out of the room. Hmm. And to this day, I feel awful about yeah, it. Yeah, we made a sub cry. Oh. Our six, a sixth grade. It wasn't to be fair. It wasn't me. I was a good kid. I don't think I had anything to do with it. But there were some, there were some jerks in our our class, and they made her cry. It was substitute and teacher. She, like what happened? I like, don't really after. remember. I think they were just like, oh, I, I, you know, it's all vague, Brand. I don't, I don't. I think she might have pulled it together, but I just remember it was like a very, a very awkward mm. uh, couple minutes there. So that's what it's like when subs cry. When subs cry. <laughs> That was a good one. <laughs> Peter liked that. <laughs> Sorry, Rick, go on. No, I was just going to, I'm just trying to save my own ass, basically. <laughs> I think we were just being particularly off the walls, awful. Yeah. And not listening, not cooperating. And she's just trying to teach us like calculus or something. Yeah. I had a teacher that was really mean to me. Um, <laughs> and I was, you know, perfect. Perfect little angel, as you guys can see. Hmm. Just an adorable, polite... Mr. Forgery over here. Little <laughs> little boy. She said, listen here, Dr. Love. No, this was, <laughs> this was six years later. I was I was growing up. I was an eighth grader. Um, Professor Love. And uh, she, yeah, she seemed to single me out, or like the boys, she seemed to single out. And then I come to find out, I may have, told, I don't know if I told this story on this podcast or not, but uh, like 25 years later, I found out she got fired from teaching because it was determined that she was showing favoritism to girls and was being mean to boys. And I was like, vindication. Vindicated. I am selfish. I am wrong. I am right. I swear I'm right. <laughs> I swear I knew it all along. Damn. And I'm flawed, but I'm cleaning up so well. I'm seeing in myself. All right, you got to stop. Or we're going to have to pay for this. You do not have the rights <laughs> to say all this. <laughs> you can't even talk out the lyrics, which makes modern day poets problematic. A very, a very big money loser for the show. Yes. Yeah. We definitely. can't do that anymore. <laughs> You know what, boys? I'm going to call it there. Uh, this episode's uh, getting a little long, but we should come back and visit the Truth Generator at some other point. Yeah, we should. It's good. I think I, we learned a lot about ourselves here today. It's like the the cousin of Ghostwriter, the Truth Generator. <laughs> the Truth Generator. <laughs> the truther, if you will. Yeah, it's a real truther. Will, will you? Yeah. No, I don't want to hear from these truthers. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do it. Well, that'll do it for us. Uh, these truther boys... <laughs> Uh -oh. Bringing you the truth of fun little games and segments. Yep. And if you liked the truth you heard today, I'm really going for this. <laughs> <laughs> you committed to the bit. I have I have respect for you. Welcome Committing back to, to the, the truth cast. <laughs> Bringing you the truth 24-7. Buckle in.
The Truth uh, Express like is the leaving truth. the station. <laughs> Good. God. <laughs> oh, God damn. Sorry, that time I did wait until you were about to This speak. has intro energy. <laughs> you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And if you do, we're going to read that review here on the show. If you want to follow us on Twitter or Instagram, uh, Twitter is at the number four guys on a train, and Instagram is at four guys on a train, all spelled out. And if you want to get in touch with us, um, maybe express your uh, disinterest in our truther ways, <laughs> uh, suggest a segment, send uh, some hate mail, you can email us at fourguysonatrain at gmail.com. I think that'll do it for us, huh? We do That's have it? one thing um, that I wanted to, oh. that I wanted to read. This was a review um, from a listener of the show uh, and good friend Matt Mulder. He uh, was not on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, so he was not able to actually leave the review. So uh, he emailed this to us. So Matt sent us a letter yes. uh, with a stamp on it and everything. Wow. And he said, I don't use Apple Podcasts and Spotify doesn't allow reviews, so I'll give you this meaningless email review. Four Guys on a Train is my favorite comedy podcast hosted by people I know. Three stars. So thank you. Thank you, Matt. <laughs> not, even, not even five. All right. Well, not even five That's stars. fair. That's fair. But compared to the other comedy podcasts, you know, hosted by people, people he knows, know. we're yeah. not, we're average. That's good. Yeah, that's I like good. that. That's, yeah. that's all we can ask for. Thank yeah. you so much, Matt. And thank you, everyone, who tune in every week with us. We appreciate it. We love doing this. We love that you're tuning in with us. And uh, we'll see y'all next time. Bye-bye. Hey, take it easy, y'all. I was literally going to say take it easy. Now I don't know what to say. (laughs) Goodbye. Take it sleazy. We're truthers. (laughs) Shit. Flat earthers. Truthers, birthers, and flat earthers. That's a segment right there. Oh, we'll do it next time. All right. Four Guys on a Train is produced by Brandon Johnson, Peter Cosmel, and Rick Schuler. Episode edited by Rick Schuler. The Four Guys on a Train theme song was written and performed by Brandon Johnson and uses a sample of metrotrain.wave from freesound.org being used under the Creative Commons Attributions License.